with Aaron Cowell. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We'll get into all kinds of things today. Some NFL topics. And some of you aren't going to want to hear what I have to say. I think there's a person in sports that's starting to emerge as the most overrated player in all of sports and he has local ties Uh, just looking at the top 100 players in the nfl one of these guys isn't like the others i'll tell you who that is get you guys' thoughts on on the top 100 lists at the end of the show also another list came out today espn as we get ready for college football we talked about the un- the uh, underachieving programs yesterday. How about this? The 25 most important players to the college football playoff race. Who are those guys? And in in some cases, I don't even think there's a name yet. It's just kind of a position. So we'll kind of go through there. Who's not on that list that maybe should be? And then we heard Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner yesterday, kind of referenced that a change to the playoff structure is going to be needed now that the Pac-12 is essentially gone. So how should it change? We'll go there. I saw you and I, Jared, yesterday afternoon. It popped up on my X account. District. We call it that? X. I just looked at it and I just yelled X. 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 So, but... We saw district assignments for football next year. And we kind of both were taken aback by what it was and then started looking for certain teams and who was there, who wasn't. And I can tell you, like you and I, when we left yesterday, I think we both thought, who in the world put that together? That ain't it. Yeah, we thought we got trolled. Yeah, I can assure you (laughs) that the uh, 4A1 is correct. I have that verified. We both kind of forgot about the new rules. That's right. So yeah. what is that? And it was a big topic of conversation last night because different people saw this as well. Yeah. Like, whoa, what is going on? So rule 14 is taking an effect next year. What is that? And how has it affected these district assignments? It, it's done it in a major way. Another thing that I'd forgotten, so I started kind of looking into this. So class A and class 2A – are going to be split up into divisions, like 6A. You know, you got 6A1, 6A2. 2A and A are also oh, really? going to be split. It's like A1 and A2? Uh-huh. By size within those classes. So that now means, you know, for the, for the longest time, 2A and A had their state title games a week later because there were so many more teams in the class that it took an extra week 
to play the playoffs. That's not going to be the case anymore. So there's talk about, okay, where were those games? Is there any reason not to just do three straight days of triple headers at UCO for the 11-man games? Man, that's asking a lot. Well, they already do it twice. Yeah. And don't tell me asking a lot. Texas does it in Jerry World for like four or five straight days. Three three games in one day? Three. We already do it. We already do it twice. Yeah. Friday and Saturday. Why not just make it Thursday? Why would why would those other two games be anywhere else? Why would we change that well, location? Well, they they being the OSSA, uh, different sport, but changed the location of a state championship site. Well, a lot of people aren't happy with. Not anymore. That is locked into to UCO. Eleven man is locked in. No, I know that. I'm just saying. But why wouldn't it all be in one weekend? Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Or do you think it'll be like Does a? You, bye what week? I'm saying was UCO. Would they say, "Listen, man, that's a lot for us on our campus and our stadium. We need time to." We'll talk recoup. about. It. We'll talk about. It. Here's another thing. Why isn't there a Why isn't there a site for B and C? I've got three candidates. These title games are played at one of these three places every single year. Why not have a day for that too? And to let the fans go to one place and see three games, or instead of not being able to do that, why why not give a B and class B and C their big house? Not UCO though. No, no, no. Different. It's not going to be at UCO. I think there's so, three pretty so an, obvious sites. An eight-man location. That's right. Gotcha. I think there's three pretty obvious That's sites. That's always kind of floated based on participants. Well, but I think you can have the same thing for them. Give you, you know, that goal. Hey, let's make it to yeah, oh, yeah, wherever. Love, yeah, it's a rallying, a rallying cry. Yeah. 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 So I've got three places that could be as well. That's kind of the topics I've got. You know, the, the high school stuff really kind of leapt to mind when we saw the the districts for next year which um, that's what it's going to be and by the way 4a you just thought it was tough the last couple of years wait till next year yeah 225-9698 is the phone or the text line that's 225-9698 give us a call shoot us a text we'll talk about any of this stuff whatever else is on your mind feel free to chime right in at 225 225- 9698 if you're going to be outside the listening area a couple ways to stay in touch with the show log on to kadsam.com or you can visit the app download the app it's free and it's got everything radio stations penny news go pick up a free copy of the penny news right now it's out there at your favorite local newsstand thepennynews.com big elk and paragon tv Sure, Big Elk TV's back today with softball. Football starts two weeks from tomorrow. Where are they at today? I think it's a, there's a, I know there's a junior high tournament here. Is there also a high school tournament here? There's two games on the slate. I don't have my phone. I left my phone at home, so I can't tell you who the who those are. It seems like it was, oh gosh, somebody's JV and another guy. I have or to go ahead and Google it up. Google it. OSSARankings.com probably has it. Anyhow. I was going to go to the fancy athletics website that elkcityathletics.org. You've not been there? I have not. Start typing it in right now, man. 
Wait a minute. It's very well done. And there's a nice little link to Big Elk TV on that website, too. Elkcityathletics.org? Mm-hmm. Boy, this is brand new news to me. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar to um, like a Sooner Sports or a... Go, really? Or a, was it o- Go Pokes? What is the athletic website pro issue? Here we are. OKState.org. Huh? Is that the athletics like one? That. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've got a pretty funny story about this. So in the early days of the internet, kind of when we were getting out of high school, going to college, I would call that the early days of the internet. I mean, at least for Western Oklahoma. Yeah. So um, my buddy, Derek Roper, he went to Hutch to play Juco baseball. And then from there, he went to Missouri to play baseball. And it was summertime. We were at Gaylord and Rhonda's house. They, you know, there's a computer in their house, which is kind of a weird. At that point, it was like, whoa, hey, high roller, you got a computer with internet in your house? It's 2001. <laughs> look at you go. So we were kind of sitting there, and I see they have the, the, you know, just like right now, you type something in, it kind of goes to anything you've you've been to before. And I was like, huh, what is Muddigers? Muddigers. Muddigers. What is this? I've yeah. never heard of that. Well, it was M U Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I was hearing the D. I was hearing Muddigers. Mud. Muttigers. 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 Like, what is Muttigers? That's a That's weird. That's the athletic website. Yeah, it's for... mutigers.com. So I think it's okstate.com. That's good. Yeah. Muttigers. That's weird. What is a Muttiger? <laughs> Anyhow. Where do the Tigers play this week? I don't know. Go to Muddigers. Go to Muddigers. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, this is handy dandy. It is. What we got going on Well, here. I know they're up in Woodward. I just don't know what time. Looks like they're at the varsity softballs at the Woodward tournament. Woodward tournament. Yeah, there's a Woodward JV game. There's Yeah, I haven't today. seen a bracket. Maybe it might be on the Book of Faces. Look that one up, too. But, yeah, they'll be on uh, Big Elk TV. It will be. Big Elk Shout TV. out to whoever made this website because they didn't ask. That. I mean, I appreciate it. I'm not mad. They didn't ask us, hey, can we put a link? 4 and 6.30 are the game times. Oh, very good. Thank you to our man Jeremy Robbins on that one. Is he on the call? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Who are hey, those yahoos I was listening to? On Dylan the- and Jay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeremy got, Jeremy got uh, well, Jeremy graduated. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> yeah, they they. I guess Dylan and Jay maybe, still have. Maybe he can make like cameo appearances here and there. It, <laughs> if he does, I wish he'd text sneak, us before. Can he sneak into the dugout with a mic? Get some mid-game interviews. I'm telling you right now, don't give him ideas. <laughs> it could happen very it easily. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm in the dugout. Coach Murray doesn't know. I get called up every now and then. I like it. <laughs> and just as long as we know when that's happening. We go to the bullpen. Yeah, so that's uh, what a what an awesome sight. Yeah, no, it's very well well done. So, did you? Let me ask you this: Did you? Um, were you a part of any pictures this morning? I wasn't in them, but I'm brushing my teeth, and James comes and goes, "Dad, hurry up! We're taking pictures." I'm thinking, do I got to? So I finish up, and I go out there, and no, it's just me witnessing them getting their picture taken. I'm like, this is something I'm probably going to see on Facebook later, girls. I got to go finish brushing my teeth. I got to get to work and do exploring energy. Now, of course, they, you know, they did. It's a tradition. They hold the sign. What grades are they in now? First and fourth. First and fourth. 
first grade and fourth grade. A lot easier to put on that sign than kindergarten. <laughs> K and pre-K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is just first and fourth. Who are their teachers? Uh, James has Mrs. Ivan. I had to think about that. And um, Katie has Mrs. Sandusky, a first-year teacher at Canute. And it's um, it was very last minute because the that class of Katie's, which has grown like every year, there's a move-in or something. Oh yeah, it's the University of Canute. Of well, course they they, I can't blame people who want to go there. <laughs> and um, it's grown to the point we thought they were all going to be in one class. Last year they were, and God bless the teacher for tolerating all those like thirty-five <laughs> those. kids. <laughs> 36. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? I was just joking. Well, I think that's this year's number. Last year okay. it was 20 right below 30, but it's grown now to 36, so they, they split the classes. Now there's two. So that's probably a good thing for everybody because I, I, literally I don't think there's room in one classroom for that many kids. No, that's got to be some sort of violation of the code. Yeah. yeah. So she got the, the new teacher, and – um. Look forward to New Year. So in elementary, let's, let's limit this to elementary school. Okay. Which at Clinton was that K through four? When you were a kid, K through K six. through six. So you didn't kind of have we had middle brand school new. started like seventh and eighth, junior high or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, what do you call? Uh, because in sixth grade, we started doing the hourly classes. See, we did that in fifth grade here. I think it might have been fifth grade at one site. Because we went to Grandview. So we had over three... at Clinton, it was at Washington Elementary. That was where fifth and sixth was in. I believe that's when we started doing the. So were y'all in multiple elementary schools like it used to be here? Oh, yeah. When you're growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was there was Nance for first. and Kindergarten was in a offshoot building at Southwest. We'll get back to Southwest later. Nance was first and second grade. No, whoa, whoa, but everybody Okay, so what I'm you everybody went to the same schools? Yeah. Oh, see, we were different. You had like a third third two different like third grade classes no, we two had, different buildings. No, we had three different K through 4 schools. Oh, wow, no. No, that's not how it worked over there. I mean, until the elementary was built. All the first grade was it in was one split. building. Well, I guess they the... they started going to started doing what you did. After I'd graduated. When I was a kid, you had K through Fort Northeast, you had Fairview, uh-huh. and then Pioneer. That all housed that K That all housed through. K through oh, Fort. Oh, very interesting. And then you you only got to meet the rest of your graduating Classmate. class when you got to Grandview. That is. Fifth and sixth. That blows my mind. Cause then they had grade centers after that where everybody started going. Like Northeast yeah. was whatever grades. Yeah. No, we stayed together in the same building the whole time. Okay, so. Just different classes. So let's go through. Okay, you can go to sixth. That's fine. K through six. You know, one of the things I can remember as a kid was as you went up through the grades, there was always that, I don't know if scary is the right word, but probably was as a kid. Like as you approached a certain grade, there was some sort of scary teacher that you always heard horror stories about from the older kids. Oh, yeah. Was there one of those in Clinton? Yeah. What grade? Let me get you know, it was Southwest. It's like fourth grade. Did you have that scary teacher? And I got her, yeah. Would you like to say what her name was? No. I'm not going to do that. But if people know me and they 
do they go back and, you know, I know who teacher that was. So what was your experience like? Was the scary tag she she warranted? Scary. She wasn't scary. She you, you just heard you just heard that she was scary. But she wasn't scary. She was she was uh a teacher closer to retirement. So she had been around for a while, so there you know, the lure the the legend mm-hmm. of the scary teacher grows and grows. She wasn't scary though. She was a good teacher. But then I remember thinking, okay, Surely I won't get her. Yeah. There's other teachers. And then come to find out, I got her. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I was so nervous about it. But like a week in, I realized this teacher's fine. She's she's a good teacher. Yeah, so, okay, so at Northeast, where I went to elementary school, as soon as you got into, like, kindergarten, there was the scary teacher, quote, unquote, that taught fourth grade. And it was like every year you get closer and closer to either being in their class or not. And so it comes to my turn to be fourth grade. Sure enough, Miss Butcher, Connie Butcher. And it turns out that the only time my parents ever requested a teacher for me was to be in Miss Butcher's class. And oh, by the way, easily one of the three best teachers I ever had, and it wasn't even close. Usually how it works, right? Yes. Yeah. Easily one of the best three. I mean, Mr. Shockey, a clear number one. Anybody that went through Elk City High School that had chemistry with Raj, clear number one. Number two, this may surprise some people that that know him, don't realize how good a teacher he was, Danny McClure. Incredible Oklahoma history teacher. Incredible. And then probably Miss Butcher number three. I hope they're all listening. And, I do and, too. And I hope Miss Butcher goes, "Why am I number three? Well, <laughs> I already knew all the stuff she taught. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny that just with school starting, it's, I think every town, every school system has that one "quote unquote" scary teacher, right? That you start thinking about. Oh my gosh, I'm almost in third grade, or almost, and inevitably. It's like the best teacher in the school. And the reason why scary is the terms because they're a really good teacher and make you mind. Yeah. I can't wait to yeah. get my phone back and start looking at Facebook to see all the pictures. Do you oh, think, oh do you, yeah, yeah. you think there's any I, pictures on there about first day of school? I, I saw your boy. Yeah. Oh, no. Did he have a smile on his face? He had a smirk. He looked like a seventh grader. Oh, <laughs> He's saying, yeah, I'll take my picture. <laughs> with this flat I was bill. In, I was in the, oh, no. <laughs> I was in the shower. At least the mullet's gone. The mullet is gone. <laughs> no, nah, he looked good. He looked like he was ready to go. Oh, boy. All I've seen is nothing but those pictures. All day, every day. And I and I and here's the deal. I joke about it, but I'll like every one of them because it's cool. I think it's cool. Some of those kids, I'll realize, I'm like, man, already in that grade? My goodness, you're waddling around in diapers just yesterday, it seems like. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's crazy, a lot of them that are like, well, Wyatt, that's junior high. That's seventh grade, yeah. right? I mean, that's. He's entering the last half of his you schooling. You are, um, what, two school years away from a, having a high school boy. Yeah. Thanks in your a lot, house. Jerry. 
Yeah, yeah. and guess what? Hey, and guess what? You're 40 also. <laughs> That's going to be, you know. Okay, well, you're 42. Yeah, I've so taken enough whatever. of those shots. No, I don't even feel them anymore. <laughs> now, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that here we are, school starting. It feels like we've just, I mean, like, we're two weeks away from uh, big old football. I don't feel like we've had a summer, to, to be honest. We've been doing something every single weekend. That's, I mean, summer, you think, oh, it's a break, and it's really not. Not when you got the kids at this age that are doing something all the time. But, um, no, Good it's – grief. It's uh, – See the text line? No, nah, I saw someone call me a teacher's pet, so I stopped looking. Does Methuselah teach at Canute? what Sam said I had a teacher in Canute that taught both of my kids and Laura and I how old can that person be jeez I don't know maybe time to start recycling the I don't know we met all the um, elementary teachers at the meet the teacher thing they're all fairly young so it must be an older one or they or that person is retired gone oh I'm not gonna say that name (laughs) cool I did find myself at meet the teacher the other day, the open house, going through which junior high or middle school right now is high school that I went to, mm-hmm. and walking through there and trying to find the classes and going, ah, yep, there's Miss Red's class, yep, there's Miss Carpenter's class who taught us German who kicked me out of class one day because I made her cry. Oh wow! Yeah, J Mac reminded me of that as we were standing in that class. Wow, what a I don't even remember what I did. What did you do to make a teacher cry? Trust me, I was not that kid. I was on the front row learning. F- funny story, sixth grade, and we'll talk sports eventually, but sixth grade, I remember being in a class with a teacher, uh, that um, a good teacher, and we had this kid. I graduated with him. I'll omit names to protect the innocent, but he was just being a problem, just being a smart aleck and kept it on kept it on and she finally popped and called him a smart a yeah (laughs) and the whole gas was audible (gasps) and she knew what she said you see her face turn real red and she just grabbed him and said let's go to the office she's like we're turning each other in (laughs) (laughs) do you think she got licks too (laughs) no i'm sure the principal saw what kid it was and goes okay i get it I get it. Why you called him? All right, uh, you got. This is your one mulligan <laughs> yeah. per semester of using a curse word because of this child. Oh, I'll never forget that day. That was a good one. What, what grade were you in? That was sixth grade. Oh yeah, I bet that was like a. <gasps> yeah, we all went. <gasps> I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. We are. What happens next? Because the teacher said that. <laughs> it it shut him up because he was kind of gas or uh, shocked too. <laughs> Oh, it was good. I'm surprised you didn't have that one. Of course, maybe that was that kid that was so shocked that just decided, you know what? Because the teacher said it, I can say it, and just blurt it out. You know, ironically, he never acted up the rest of the year. Because you know, somebody, a teacher, gave it back to him. Yeah. You know, showed, you know, she was showing, you know, teacher decorum and go, I can't talk. And she just popped. Literally, what it was, she just snapped. But I think he saw that like, oh, this teacher's a human being. This teacher talked to me like my mom's talked to me, yeah. <laughs> like my mom talks to me. So I, and I know how my mom reacts. So I, I need to, and he never acted up the rest of the year. Button it up, brother. Yeah. So maybe all the teachers, they're yeah. allowed one. 
I don't. It's just not some sort of PSA for uh, the, the teachers. Mr. Sparks is probably cringing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they don't get one. Maybe one uh, the start of the year. That's what teachers just come in with a paddle and just smack it on the desk, just to lay the groundwork, and then the rest of the year they'll be good. I actually did it at, at the meet meet the teacher. I can't remember which teacher it was, but we were in there and uh, she looked at the kid and and told him it might have been Curry actually, and looked at curry and said well here's the deal i know your parents which means i get to pick on you because they don't care yeah that's kind of the way it works yeah that's kind of the good thing that's meeting the teachers at at canute i'm like i know you i know you i know you i've had a beer with you i know you i know you (laughs) and so i like that because the kids know that we know oh yeah you know i think it makes a difference it does like the, I go, hey, I can text your teacher right now mm-hmm. and ask and, what your homework's supposed to be. And even better, your teacher can text me right now yeah. as you're yeah. acting up. And I'm sure there's at, at in four A schools. I mean, we're in an open age of communication where people can text and mm-hmm. reply. You know, all that stuff. There's a great app right now for Elk City. There's a new app that's opening up more community. What Mr. Sparks told me yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's that's why I've always kind of been a. I mean, I've been in both. You know, I've grew up in Clinton, but I got my kids going to Canute, and I, I see the pros and cons of both of them. But that's what I really like about the small school is that I, I you see them every day. You you live in that small town with them. You interact with them, and and I know that they're watching my kid, and I I'm no I don't worry about them at school. Right. So, anyways, Safe place. Yeah. Well, back to school. Yes. 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 Good times. Back to school. I think the parents sometimes are more excited because we're back to a structure. I am. They're going to bed earlier. They're bathing regularly. Yeah. <laughs> Just my kids. <laughs> I don't know if I did or not. We'll be back. It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Big Elks! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, handoff to Wynn. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. The Skinny on Sports. Now we're back! We are back. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. All right, Jared, We I mentioned at the first of the show, you and I yesterday afternoon, I was wrapping the day up, and I noticed a tweet about next football season's district assignments. Which is always kind of an interesting. We we had looked at the ADM not too terribly long ago, right? Right. And now you actually see in in practice what that is. And you and I both were kind of taken aback by a team we didn't see. Not only in the district, 
but not even in 4A. And so I think both of our eyes immediately went up to 5A Mm -hmm. because we're used to seeing this team in 5A, couldn't find them, and then we noticed they were in 3A, and that is the Woodward Boomers. How weird. I I think it's weird even back in the mid two thousands for like when Clinton went back to three A for those couple of years. Yeah, it was weird. I, I thought that was so strange. But to see Woodward in three A, it it boggles my mind. Cause just a year and a half ago they were in five A. And so both of us kind of looked at each other like, ah, I can't be right. And then we remembered, uh oh, Rule 14. And so I had a couple of questions because other people had seen this last night where I was at. And we're like, what is, what is, oh yeah, that rule. What is that rule 14? So we had both kind of forgotten about the, the parameters of it, right? Yeah. So here's what that is. It's basically, and it's just what it is. It's a way... In my mind, anyway, in my mind, it's a way to try to even the public-private debate by making private schools that are successful bump up classes. Does that make sense? Isn't that pretty much what it is, if we're being honest? Give them more competition. Yeah. Perceived more competition larger against larger schools. But yes, I think that's fair to say that's what it is. And so here is how the more successful a private school is, the more like, well, they're just going to bump up classes from what they're, so the ADM, which is the, uh, what, average daily attendance figure, what does that ADM actually stand for? Average daily membership. Membership, that's right. I think that's right. I think that's right, too. So that's still in effect as far as to start with. But then, as teams, as private schools are successful in whatever class their ADM would say they're in, they start to bump up. And before, 5A, no matter what the enrollment was, 5A was the cap. That's as far as they could bump. That's been changed now to 6A2, which when you look here at 6A2, you see a team, you're like, huh, they've always been 4 or 5A. Yeah, now they're 6A2. That's like McGinnis. So success is now defined. It used to be top eight in whatever sport. Now it's top four. So for football purposes, semifinals. And if you're the success years go back three, whereas the districts are just for two. But if you're top four, two out of three years, you bump. Now, in football, you're capped at bumping two classes, which I think that kind of makes sense because you can't have a school the size of, let's say, Merritt having to play 5A or 6A2 football. I think you're kind of defeating the purpose at that point. Sure, right. So you only get to you only have to bump up two. But the, the thing that I think uh, – I know that I forgot – was as people bump up, others have to bump down. Isn't this a form of like regulation? Kinda. It's almost relegation. Yeah, Re- yeah. Relegation. Yeah, that's Excuse exactly. Me. And so, but, but before, 
as teams would bump up, it was totally due to ATM or ATM, ADM for bumping down. Yeah. Now, ADM is only to put you in the class you start in. The success or lack thereof for the public schools is what decides who bumps down. Case in point, Woodward. So Woodward is 1 in 19 over the last couple of years. Well, as Heritage Hall, Lincoln Christian, Holland Hall bump up because of their success, somebody's got to go down. And as it turns out, one of those teams is Woodward. And that's how Woodward gets into 3A. They're in a district with uh, Seminole and Adarko, Kingfisher, McLeod, North Rock Creek, who I did not play, know played football, Perkins, Tryon, and Purcell. Here's the deal. I mean, they weren't beating those teams. They're four A teams. Not not. All, I mean, some of them they would, but teams like well, Kingfisher's been down, but they're still solid. Perkins Tryon's always good. Purcell's always good. And Darko, we, they've have history. They've been down. They could always be good. Seminole, I'm I'm not sure of. It's a, this is going to be an interesting for me to see if this works as far as giving them more of a even playing field. Because sometimes they're just football programs. It doesn't matter. They just they're just so dire. It just nothing's going to help them. I'm not saying Woodward's that. Mm-hmm. They're in a down spot right now. We've seen them be good. We've seen them be been decent to the point of maybe grabbing one of those last playoff spots in four A one. Um, so I'm interested to see with those teams that are bumped down if it helps them or not. And then on the other hand, I'm interested to see those teams that are bumped up. What does that do? Because with Woodward going down to 3A, and you mentioned those teams that have come up to 4A, 4A suddenly looks, if you win a 4A title, you hold that thing extra high. Because there are a lot of teams that will compete. So the district next year out here, Chickasha, Cash, which I'm, I'm a little surprised Cash is still 4A with Elgin bumping up already. You think their population is yeah, just getting a, up there? Yeah, I'm a little surprised that they're still there, but they are. Chickasha Cash, Classen, SAS, Clinton, Elk City, Heritage Hall, which they've been a 4A1 member a couple of different times in through the years. Newcastle is back, and Weatherford. Here's the one question I have, uh, because I, I've written down the rules, so I, I never went through all of them. So top four, finish, like two out of three years bumps you. As a this is essentially for private schools, not public. The private ones, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so they move up. Only two in football. You can go clear to six A one in anything else, and then of course the public school like Woodward is in this realm where they get to move down. Now, the private schools that move up. They can come back down if they don't meet those success requirements for two out of th- you know that uh-huh. that made them move. Here's my question: at school, like let's say Woodward, because that's who we're talking about. If Lincoln Christian and Holland Hall and Heritage Hall continue to meet those requirements, 
And if they're a 2A enrollment, which means 4A is as high as they can go, it, does do, do one of those have to bump back down for Woodward to bump to up? Give them a spot? Yeah. Somebody's going to be bumped down. But you're, I see what you're saying. I mean, it, that's is what, it going to be the private school? Well, cause the, the because the public schools capped. only bump down. Because of the private school success bumping up. So if they get capped to where they're at and they continue to dominate, does that just mean that there's no way for Woodward to bump back up? Or when when the I never could figure out this answer, or when they redistrict in two years, if those privates are still up, Woodward has success, does somebody else that's not can they change places? See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just the the public schools can they just switch spots, right? Or does it require one of the public or the one of the private schools to not have that success and get bumped down, allowing Woodward to then bump back up? In this example, That's all great questions. Okay, here, uh, I got another one. Let's say this was in effect four years ago. Would there be a three A gold ball in this town right now? Because there's no doubt the last two years, Elk City would have been in 3A because of the 0-20 from the two years prior. Yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting to think about. If these rules were in effect, Elk City's Man. in 3A, I mean, would okay. they have won it? Well, okay, so here's a question. So I'm answering your question with a question. What if what if Woodward pulls a Elk City and has an awesome turnaround like Elk City has the last couple of years? And get to a couple, you know, like Oak City obviously got to a couple of state semifinals. What if Woodward does it? What if they win a 3A title? You think about your 3A fans are going to go, wait a minute. That's a 4A school winning our titles. Well, you can't, have, you, here's what I know. If that happens, it's official. You can't make two and 3A fans happy because they're the reason why this is happening. Because the the private schools have dominated. Dominated it, yeah dominated are they gonna go all right we got a public school who won one then other people I, go, I think oh, may- well actually it's a really large 4a <laughs> school that won one in 3a i think maybe a, a, i think initially the answer is yes all right one for the public <laughs> and then if they reel off <laughs> the about, system's working for us yeah they reel off about four in a row and don't get to bump back up it's like uh-oh but what about on the other side of it heritage hall goes and wins one in 4a everyone's gonna go well god they should be in 3a that was our title. OSSA stole it from us. Okay, so this is and really... And then it's going to go into the privates need their own state oh, titles. Sure. Oh, sure. Well, this is really interesting because... Now, I ha- I'm not going to sit here and tell you I have researched every single sport in every single class and know this to be true. I just think this to be true. And that is... I don't believe, and I I can do the research and I will do the research, but I don't believe there has been any school in any sport that has been affected by private schools being in their class more than Elk City Boys Golf. That's a good one. 
completely agree. I don't in, in whatever class and it's been four A for the longest time. I don't think Elk City's been beaten at the state tournament by a public school since like 2015 or 2016 with Ada, when Ada actually won it, the last public school to win it before the Heritage, the Caches took over. But since then, if you had the public school division, Big Elk Golf has won every one of them. And so now, with that cap being 6A2 on every other sport, you know, there, there's not just a two-class a two cap like there is in football. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens. Because the, those, those heritage, and I mean, there's been a bunch of years where the top five, top six, is the Big Elks and whatever private schools are in the class. Looking at other area schools, Merritt, you mentioned the A1, A2 thing. They're mm-hmm. in A1, District 1, A1. God, that's going to be confusing. They're in District, they're in A1. Well, A1 or A2, A1. A1 to A1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it doesn't really change much for them. Watonga, Crescent, Fairview, Hooker, Minko, Sayre, and Texoma. There's Sayre, too. Yeah, the the one school that you notice that's not in that district that is a, a, a Cordell, Mangum, Thomas are in are kind of A two. And they went down to A two. We're over to A two. I won't say mm-hmm. down. Well, it kind of. I mean, just because of the size of the, yeah. of the town or what have you. Yeah, Thomas, Apache, Carnegie, Cordell, Mangum, Moreland, Rush Springs, Southwest Covenant, Burns Flat, B one District one. They're with Laverne, Pioneer, Pleasant Vale, Ringwood, Shattuck. And Turpin. You know who I bet is the most happy about this of anybody? Hollis. Mm, where are they at? They're in District 2 of B1. Snyder, Central High of Marlowe, Cyril, Velma Alma, Warica. Maybe not the closest trips of all time, but uh, it's damn closer than Laverne. Yeah. And <laughs> Turpin and Shattuck. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense for yeah. them. Now, Obviously, they were stuck where they were stuck because they got back in after being independent with the numbers down and all that kind of thing. But I, I guarantee you they're happy just looking at, oh, my. First off, we don't have to be in the same district as Shattuck and Laverne every year. Mm-hmm. And then also with the travel. So that that begs the question, is there any reason now? Because forever, in 11-man, you've had the bigger schools, 6A through 3A, having four weeks of playoffs, 2A and A having five, which meant that the the state title games were the next week for 2A and A in the 11-man. Now that's not going to be the case because everybody has 32 teams, meaning four weeks of playoffs. Is there any reason in the world with the contract the OSSAA and UCO have to hold those 11-man state title games over that weekend is there any reason in the world not just to add another day and have three straight days of triple headers for the nine 11-man titles? No, I mean, the only, just to, you know, point-counterpoint, would UCO have a problem with that? So, you know, I'd say that's a lot of usage of our field. That's that, that's a lot of work to get all those games in that short amount of time in those three days. 
I mean, it can be done. I mean, you, you said it, it can be done. It's been being done in Texas, but Jerry World isn't UCO. I mean, UCO is not Jerry World. There's there's parking and all the facilities, you know, restocking everything from uh, concessions and cleaning bathrooms, all that stuff. That's where I think UCO would say, wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. We only signed up for this many games in this many days. You want more? We can't handle that. That's the only pushback I would see. Okay, and if they and if they can't, then ha- have it somewhere else. It would be my answer because yeah. there's no sense in this not being. But yeah, on the text line, days. though, I mean, that, that it's money for them. It's, it's money for them that they get. Oh, they yeah. get absolutely get a cut. Sure, no doubt, and, and it'll it'll. I I firmly believe that it will happen. Mm-hmm. Three three games, three days, all in the same weekend. There's no sense in it not. The one thing I would say is so class I think B. They need what they need to do for these is. Um, uh, never mind. They already do it. Never mind. Go ahead. So B and C. Now B is broken up into Division One, Division Two, Class B. Mm-hmm. Instead of just having you know those two, so now there's three championship games to be played. I think those should happen in one place too. They do you, don't, right? Do you have a location? I have three. You got three locations. I have three eight-man state title games yes, should be played in. I have three, and the reason why I have these three is because it's where they're played anyway. Where would that be? Swasu, mm-hmm. Northwestern, or Woodward High School. That's where they're at anyhow, especially since Shattuck and Laverne have been really good. Somebody has to meet them somewhere, and a lot of times it's one of those three places. I think it would be cool. I don't understand why you wouldn't just go four game, four days with three games at UCO. Like a win, like a... Wednesday, Wednesday, or, or Thursday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday. Why not? And even sprinkle them in because you know what's cool? For those of you that don't get to see it, eight man football is cool. Oh, it's fun. It's fast. It's put one of yeah. those games in all in those days. Well, they have to redo the field right that reach well, the field that's the whole that's the that that's stuff. the thing that makes it maybe not possible because of turf mm-hmm. and how to how to make the field work oh, i think it'd be a blast you but you know what they that. make it work at jerry world they play six man at jerry yeah, world. you're right i think it'd be a blast to have it at swazoo oh for for the people out here it would i mean it's it, it, no matter who the participant is because the usual suspects are going to be there. The Shattucks, the Lavernes. Uh, help me out. Oh, Timberlake, just, Mountain View, Goaty Bow. Yeah. There, there's... I mean, Mountain View, Goaty Bow, not a long trip for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but you're going to make some people drive. Just I say, I mean, that drive from Laverne to anywhere is a drive, even Northwestern. So I, but the facilities that they've done over there is awesome. They've had them there before. There's plenty of amenities in the city of weatherford and surrounding area plenty of hotel room and, and you know and it's easy if you if you run out of a hotel in weatherford you can go to clinton go to yukon come to elk city it's right all on i-40 and yeah make it a thing like hey the road to swazoo let's go yeah that's our goal on the text joe says windy wednesday night is church night that's true yeah, that's true but it hasn't stopped the basketball but that is true too it has it hasn't stopped the basketball true. Now that COVID happened, and now the big house is the host for all of it, mm-hmm. they play on Wednesday. And, and and here's the truth of it: 
I guess you could do it Tuesday, but then you, you can't hardly have a Saturday semifinal turning around to a Tuesday final. That would be the problem. And Even then, with the Wednesday, I well, think you're playing so, a semifinal on a Saturday, then you're asking them to come back and play again on a Wednesday. So do you have a bye week? Does everybody get a week off before the, the title games? For that reason. Yeah, they do it for the Super Bowl. <laughs> think about the hype we could build. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In a whole week and a half. Because a lot of people make some plans. Well, and here's another thing. It gets it off of conference championship Saturday. Oh, I'd love that. By I, taking the week off. I would love that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, we're here we are already talking about Most, I mean, a year it's from now. next year, yeah. That's the whole thing. Hey, breaking news. What? The old reserve seats are being removed today at Big Oak Stadium. New fold down stadium reserve seating install will happen on Monday. So all those who are buying some season tickets, my wife is seats, one of them. You're going to get some nice new seats to sit in. Oh, sweet! And by the way, they're. I'll get to it okay. when we come back. Skinny on sports right here on the Sports Animal. It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Big Elks! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, hand out to win. Jaden Piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal wrapping it up for a Thursday. All right, so you had the breaking news. Brand new reserve seat. The, yeah. the seating is still where it's been, but it's going to be new seats. New seats. They're new fold-down stadium reserve seats. That's all I know. Yeah, my wife purchased one yesterday. I, I doubt they're cushioned. She was can't, so happy. Can't really do that outside. Yeah, maybe you just bring your own cushion for it. But you had a great question off the air. Yeah. So what's going to happen to the old seats? I think a lot. There might be a lot of interest there. I know Mr. Sparks is listening. I wonder. I mean, there's a way to make some money. I'm sure there are going to be some people go. I, I I've sat in one of those seats for 20 years. Yeah. I witnessed some great games in those seats. Mm-hmm. I want one of those for. Uh, I don't know. My garage, my backyard. Yeah. Be cool. That would be kind of cool. If I mean, find it, a way to... if you haven't noticed from our perch above those seats, it turns out every year we come to the first game in the in the, in the fall, the same people are sitting in the same seats yeah. almost year after year after year. Yeah, yeah. And if there's and what's some, funny is, and if there's somebody missing, especially if they're a little bit older, I kind of think to myself, well, hope they're on vacation. Yeah. Did I miss something? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not making light of that. No, I, really I, I, do I get it. That. Yeah, like, there's it's like that a lot of places. I mean, we've traveled enough where we've seen. I mean, obviously, I'm 
alluding to Clinton. Mm-hmm. I've grown up there, grown up there, and every time we'd go back over there, I see the same people in the same seats. And when, when the unfortunate time when they pass away, and the first thing you hear is, "It's going to be really odd to not see him at a football oh, game." Oh, I know. Okay, so th- this is on that subject, but a little bit different. So where I used to work here in town at an accounting office, mm-hmm. Marcita Garrison was the CPA. And she had season tickets to OU. And we would go, I would, I would get to go to every game for like five or six years in a row there. But the pregame ritual, unless it was an 11 o'clock game, which back then, I mean, we're talking like 05, 09 in, in that area. Back then, there wasn't a whole bunch of 11 o'clock games. No. So the pregame ritual was get up, leave, stop for lunch, and watch some football before we got to Norman at Hooters on 240. That's a good ritual. So her last game, in between football seasons, she passed away. Her last game was Bedlam 09. Shut out in Norman. Well, when we go to the season opener the next year, stop by Hooters, the same manager was there, and he had the. We walk in, and he has this look on his face like, oh no. Uh, because he recognized that she wasn't there. And, it, like and he, he knew. He, he did. He, like, he, he knew something was up. Yep. And he came over and he asked Jay. He was like, uh, and they kind of nodded heads like, oh, no. Yep. Because she, and, and the damnedest thing was she had asked him for a certain bottle of champagne for the next year when we came back. Oh, yeah. And so we all had a little drink. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah, he still had. I mean, that was that was really, talk about customer service. That's good. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Pretty amazing. Well, yep. we never got to. Now uh, oh, we will. 25 most important, it, it, just off the top of your head. If I said, okay, Jared, give me the four most important players in this college football season, who would you say? Okay, it's easy to say. Caleb Williams. If he's hurt, then it it changes a lot of things. But I think that's more important for USC and not the whole college football landscape. Right. That makes sense. Oh yeah. I and I don't really know who it is, who it'll be. I don't even know if they've named him, but whoever the starting quarterback is for Alabama. That's my number one. Literally, I have Bama quarterback. Yeah. Number two, I have Ohio State quarterback. Whoever that's gonna be. Yeah. Number three, I've got Quinn Ewers. Because if he is the guy that he was recruited to be, maybe this Texas hype is real. Because the rest of that roster is pretty loaded. And then number four, I have Carson Beck. You know who that is? Man, that's ringing a bell. He's the presumed starter at Georgia. Uh, That's why it rang a bell. And the reason I put him there is because, in my mind, He's the only guy that can keep Georgia out of the playoffs. Uh, yeah. And there's a whole bunch of others. Yeah. Let's look at that list tomorrow. It's a really pretty cool list because you it, the, the article literally starts off with, yes, Caleb Williams is the best player in college football. 
but he's not the most important. He's a known quant. We know what we're getting with him. There's a lot more important as far as making the playoff. He's probably not even the most important guy in his team. I mean, we all know without him, they ain't making it, right? Right. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, he's the, 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 that's more of a USC thing. What, what changes the whole college football landscape this year? It's if it, USC can play defense. Well, yeah. Some some de- you know what I'm saying yeah. some defender yeah but if if the Alabama's quarterback or quarterbacks whatever Saban chooses and it just doesn't work out that change that that changes a lot of things and same can be said about Georgia although I think they this is the perfect year to break in a new quarterback with as soft of a schedule as they have Ohio State we, you mentioned that yours is interesting because a lot of people think it feels like this is his junior year of college which he is, what is his third year out of high school, but this is really his sophomore year of playing. Right. Last year he looked like a freshman. If he's a good quarterback, he's going to take a leap. And if he's good, he's got all those pieces around him. Listen, man, <laughs> I'm getting closer and closer to picking them against to Alabama. Buying in. I also want to talk about the NFL Top 100 tomorrow because I think there is a guy – that is becoming the most overrated player in all of sports. Overrated? Overrated. And it's probably not going to make a bunch of people happy around here. Hmm, who would that be? I mean, if I said name the top five players in the NFL right now. Um, Mahomes... I don't know. Well, we're out of time. My, my, my mind is racing. But Mahomes would be number one. Maybe Burroughs, too. Does Jalen Hurts come even into your mind in the top five players no, in no, the NFL? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No. He they doesn't. got him number three on this list. That is crazy. Okay. He's a good player. I'm just I – need, I need more. I need more. Last year was awesome. I Somebody need more. tell me Dak Pre- that Jalen Hurts isn't just Dak Prescott on a better team. It's a fair, 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 fair to say. I also heard this the other day. If you put Dak on the Bucks and Baker on the Cowboys, which team is better? We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered.